We've spent the last few weeks in the company of phenomenal women spearheading the beauty industry in our country. Our main objective was to investigate the viability of the industry in the face of the harsh reality of the lockdown and how it has affected the industry, but also to look beyond the short term at the industry being a giant of the economy in turnover and consumer demand. The consensus is that there is always going to be a need for service providers, be it hair care, nail care or makeup and skin care. People have become dependent on professional care. We spoke about changes that can be expected, but focused mainly on training and qualifications that can be obtained in this industry, specifically as it is seen as a volume employer of school leavers, who are able to find in-house training and blended learning opportunities in this industry. To complete our tour of interviews with leaders in the industry, Chat Sapphire is thrilled to have Sandy Fur with us. She is the president of Sedesco International, which is regarded as a very prestigious position in the industry with, of course, a global impact. Thank you for joining us, Sandy. Good morning, Persia and Chat Sapphire listeners. Thank you so much for logging into this incredible radio station brought to you from our gorgeous South African KZN coastline. And thank you, Tersha, for inviting me to be with you today. Sandy, it's such a pleasure, and I know many listeners know exactly who you are and what Sedesco is about, but for parents and school leavers who are investigating options for 2021, won't you please explain who Sedesco is and also what your role is as president? Certainly, with pleasure. So, Sedesco International has been in existence since 1946, so she is a granny. She's been around for a very, very long time. And it is Swiss-based. So we have our head offices in Zurich. But having said that, our history has examined generations of therapists already around the world with a focus on moving with the times and ensuring that we are still 21st century compliant, even though we started in 1946. Currently, we have over 240 schools around the world with a very, very strong reason for being, a very important core purpose, which is to elevate the standards of the global beauty and spa industry to ensure the consumer gets a safe and world-class experience. Now, Sedesco's goal is to assess and to raise quality training standards so that therapists can give the best service and treatment to the paying consumer. Now being in over 40 countries around the world, we offer various qualifications and those qualifications range from diplomas to certificates to awards. Um, diplomas such as beauty therapy, spa therapy diplomas, beauty salon and spa management, different makeup type diplomas, and also courses in uh, examinations in aromatherapy and epilation. Our newest launches over the past couple of years have been the certificates in skin care, aesthetics, and body care. But now what we are doing is we are in launching individual units as well. So we're going to be taking the full qualifications unpacking them, unbundling them into individual courses, for example, manual facials, 
hair removal like waxing or nails, for example, body massages, um, in order for the majority of the those interested parties to be able to study beauty therapy courses. Now what we do is we have what's called international benchmarking because this is essential in South Africa for job opportunities. The industry in South Africa recognizes Tedesco as the leading examination offered in its field. It stands in high regard in South Africa due to its standards of assessment and the syllabus's quality and leading edge. So these prestigious qualifications to South Africans enable them to be able to work on cruise liners, international spas, be able to work anywhere in the world actually because it's a Swiss-based qualification. Now my role on Sodesco International Board as President is a big important role for me, but I'm basically the custodian for Sodesco International. It's a four-year position which has the I do have the opportunity to stand again for another four years thereafter if I wish to and if I get voted back onto the board. But what we do is we make sure and we ensure employability and opportunities for students and for therapists on an ongoing basis. And that's my responsibility, Treasure, is to make sure that Tedesco offers what qualified and newbie students need in order to enter into this amazing industry of ours. Now, Sandy, a recurring theme has been how lockdown has taxed education systems. What has Sodesco put in place to overcome these challenges? Mm. Big, big uh, challenges for us, I must say. Um, one of the main challenges has been our examinations. To be able to offer examinations in this time period is uh, practically impossible. But what we have done is that, fortunately, Many years ago, or a few years ago, we launched an online portal for multiple choice examinations. So our theory examinations can proceed at all times. Isn't that fantastic? That's wonderful. So we rely, yeah, we don't have to rely on being in a classroom in order to enable our students to do their multiple choice examinations. Our practical assessments, what we did is we trialed a virtual practical assessment, which worked exceptionally well. So what we've done is we've created a virtual platform or a virtual ability for our schools to be able to examine with our international examiners off-site on condition that they've got two devices within the classroom that they can record the practical assessment and the examiners in the classroom then pass on the questions to the students on our behalf from the international examiner. So the international examiner could be sitting in, in Japan but the examinations are being held on site in South Africa, in Cape Town or, or Durban or anywhere. Um, so this has been fantastic, and uh, it's a short-term process. We we don't plan to do this long-term necessarily, but it seems to be working exceptionally well. So who knows? We might just pick this up and say this is something we would like to continue with at a later stage or ongoing, but for right now, it's a short-term plan. We've had to 
also embrace technology and go virtual with webinars. And this we've done a lot. We are hosting webinars uh, regularly, a few times a week, um, to upskill our examiners, our educators in the schools. What we've focused on is how to introduce their virtual exams using online tools for teaching. We focused on our um, standard, uh, standard operating procedure that we created for COVID-19. We created one for spas and salons as well as one for schools. And what we've done is we've trained up and had webinars and chat rooms where we discuss these standard operating procedures so that the salons and spas and schools are online when they reopen. And we're also helping our students with learning processes in webinars as well at the moment. Yeah, that's what we've had to do. Just uh, embrace this time, turn it around, and continue with what I call business as unusual. <laughs> I've now learned from speaking to industry experts over the past few weeks that there is quite a process in place to try and speed up the lift on this industry to enable work to continue and for employees in this sector to earn income again. Can salons just open overnight or what guidelines do you have for the various stakeholders such as salons and spas and nail bars and hair salons and your schools? So what the standard operating procedures that the DESCO have created, we've also created for our own businesses, um, but obviously we have to take each government laws and regulations into consideration. So the rules and regulations here in South Africa might be quite different to what the laws are in terms of COVID-19 in the UK. So we have a basic process. What is really important for us to understand is that if we look at the basic process and we look at our government process, we need to be more cognizant of the government's requirements. So, for example, in South Africa, it's compulsory to wear masks, whereas in other countries, it's not. Um, and those things need to be considered at all times. What we're looking at doing is appointing what we call hygiene ambassadors in our schools to ensure that the protocols are adhered to, because it's all very well to have a policy and a procedure in writing. But it's no good if it's not followed through. So if we have these hygiene ambassadors within the staff framework as well as within the student framework, we'll be able to maintain this, this procedure throughout. In South Africa, we, as I mentioned, the masks are compulsory. We will always glove up. These perspex visors have become a fantastic tool for us as well because we can protect in all manners now with hands, eyes, mouth. Um, and then what we've also created, which has been quite interesting, is perspex covers to be able to protect the client from the therapist. It'll be like a little rectangular cover over the face of the therapist who is lying down on the bed so that when the therapist is working, normally the, face would, the faces come quite close to each other. In this way, they are separated by this perspex cover. And also we have these perspex dividers between the beds in the classroom, as well as if you go to a salon, for example, a sorbet salon and you've got the pedicure chairs next to each other, they'll put up perspex dividers. 
so that the clients are not too close to each other. And we also staggering intake, staggering intakes of students, staff as well, just to make sure that our clients and staff, etc., are not in a very clouded, close proximity. But you know what the saddest thing is at the moment, Sergio, is that we only do to open on level one. Yeah. And being level four at the moment, we have no idea when level one is going to be a potential for us. Today, the Minister of Education is going to be speaking about when the schools will be able to reopen, but that doesn't necessarily relate to schools in the beauty industry, because being trades and occupation, they need to comply with the industry standards, which will be level one at this stage. I mean, if we can fight to get up to level three, with the government just to understand that we've got such strict hygiene protocols in place, then perhaps we'll be able to reopen our schools and our salons a lot earlier, and we look forward to this. Well, I mean, from our you know radio station point of view, just having chatted to all um, the ladies from the different bodies and schools so far, you can hear that there's a a very professional approach and a, and a thoroughness about your your whole mindset. And um, I really do hope um, you know that. Just the little bit of awareness that we can help you with makes a difference for 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 everyone in this industry. I can I can just imagine you know that it's it's not easy. Interestingly enough, majority of our staff are, are single women looking after families. Yes, one hundred percent on their income, mm-hmm. which is mostly also mostly commission driven. Um. So even if they're getting a basic salary at this point, if the owner has managed to continue to pay them, um, it's by no means what they have been bringing home on a regular month, from a regular month-to-month basis. And this is an economic disaster, a disaster. Um, it could be 20,000 people impacted, up to 70,000 even, if you look at the family. Yes, if you consider that it's not just the the individual, but it's the sphere of care that they have around them. Listeners, we've all come across a person, or perhaps you are one yourself, those early risers and leaders who we refer to as type A personalities or go-getters. Sandy, I think you fall in that category, as not only are you president of Sedesco International with all that it requires from you, but you also run your own group of schools, don't you? I do, I do. Um, that, that's my absolute love. So in 1996, I established our first it's a beauty therapy institute is the name of the company, the, the group of schools. They, so 1996 was our first school in Cape Town, because I'm a Cape Townian, um, born and bred. We'll forgive you. And
Over the years, we've expanded to 12 schools now. We have nine in South Africa and three in Africa. Because one of my dreams and my, my dedications was to take quality beauty education to Africa. We found that we were enrolling so many African students in South Africa in the beauty industry because there's a, such a shortage of beauty education in Africa. So we now have uh, one in Vintuk and in, in Namibia and two in Nigeria, um, which is, has been a real interesting journey, I must admit. So what we do is we teach modular courses in our, our campuses. We have 48 courses that we offer, actually. And the students can enroll with what they can cope with, what they are most passionate about. Mm. Also, at times, it works best for them. And on days, that works best for them as well. So when we are open, we are teaching whatever it is that the student needs to, to cover. It's a business principle that is catching on, though, in major cities around the world. So, for example, where you see nail bars, um, that's somebody who specialized only in nails. Or you'll see a brow bar, that might be somebody who's done eyelash tinting, eyebrow tinting, eyebrow, the, the um, extensions of eyelashes. You know, there's just so much available on the eye area. And also blow dry bars, for example, with hairdressing. So these are the little specialities that are available, and that's bred out of our type of school environment, where the student is becoming a specialist in what it is that they're doing. But we were so fortunate, Tersha, because we introduced our theory component online just over a year ago, which means that all of our books are e-books already. Um, and the students can access these on three devices. We download it for them, so it doesn't cost them in data. Um, and they have new books with PowerPoints, videos, um, assessments, formative assessments pushed into their books. Um, but they can also have printed books if they still wish. But this has really been fantastic for us at this time because we've been able to continue with our courses on the theoretical basis. Um, helping our students to do their exams and get them accomplished and completed on the theory side. And then when we reopen, we can pick up the practical again. So a true blended learning system, which everyone is talking about now, we've been doing, and we're comfortable with it. So we are just really, really fortunate to have been able to have done this. It yeah. sounds wonderful. Sure. Yes. Sandy, you've mentioned that you have nine schools in South Africa. Just like to know if any of those are in KZN, because I'm sure we have loads of young people here locally that would love to not have to leave our sandy beaches to go and study up country. Yes, definitely. We are situated in Morningside in Durban. Uh, we used to be in Mount Edgecombe. We moved in October last year to Morningside, which was a very good uh, good decision because it's far more central for the majority of our students to be able to access us now. And then we have, obviously, in Gauteng, we have uh, Cape Town, Limpopo Province, Free State Province. But what's really fantastic now is that our students aren't compelled to have a matric any longer. So let's say somebody wants to specialize in nails, they can just have a grade 10 and be able to come and study manicures and pedicures and so called nails. So 
there's opportunities for students if they don't wish to complete their full their full schooling also but obviously we do suggest that a student gets their matric it's for us even more important because they've then got life skills they've got life experience which also stands them in very very good stead when dealing with clients yes but what yeah what we've also introduced um is learning learn for our students so many of them don't have the affordability from previously disadvantaged communities. So we work with a registered credit provider to offer learning loans to our students. And we've also introduced a loyalty program. We call it our GEM program. So we say we tell our students they're all our GEMs. Uh, and they're either a sapphire, they're an emerald, or they're diamonds. <laughs> and the more courses they've had with us, the higher the level of gem they become so that they can get discounted course fees with us. So we basically reward them for their loyalty when they enroll for additional courses. And the most important thing, and this is a question that comes across with all the parents, is do you guarantee my child's employment? So we don't guarantee employment, but we guarantee interviews with Sorbet. Um, Sorbet are franchisees of ours. They own three of our schools. Um, Sorbet, my husband started Sorbet all those years ago, um, and which is how we got into this guaranteed job interview um, environment for our students. So, yes, they can come and study with us, but yes, there is a future career opportunity for them as well. And I suppose that's part of learning about life is that you know you get skilled to a point but you also have to take some responsibility and um, better yourself and and work on presentation and and things like that to to secure your employment eventually yes that's definitely part of the journey yeah just in closing can you also leave a message to listeners? I'm sure many people in the industry who align with Sodesco will want to hear from you today, not just from your desk, but from your heart. Having joined this industry straight from school myself, which is a good many, many years ago, I am, and I've never left the industry. It is it's in my blood. It's in my DNA. And considering where we're at at the moment, you know, this industry was the largest growing industry in the world until now. But we can't let this get us down. So from my heart, we, this industry needs to thrive. It needs to be allowed to thrive and to have longevity, which means that we need to be able to reopen as soon as possible. We've got clients out there who are desperate for us. They're calling us, they are. They don't know what to do anymore. We're doing little lessons on how to file your nails. You know, it's just a real desperate situation. So we need our clients to understand and to trust that the procedures and protocols that we have in place with intense hygiene focus at all times is an utmost priority for all of us in the industry. And just the last thing that I, I really want to say to our employers in the industry, to please be sure that you employ well-trained, well-qualified therapists in your businesses. Make sure that they come with a valid qualification, 
unfortunately there are some some suspect qualifications out there these days. So make sure that the person that you're employing into your business, who is this person is looking after every one of your clients, make sure that she is well trained and reputable because this will make sure that your business rises up to the next level. Thank you once again for making time to chat with us, Sandy. It's been a huge honor to connect with so many fantastic women who are all, as South Africans, world leaders, often speaking at international conferences and actually making an impact globally. Sandy is right. This is not an industry that can be allowed to suffocate, and we wish you and your colleagues and all the role players all the best. Thank you so much, Tasha, and to your listeners, to the Tata Fire listeners. It's been a pleasure to share with you more about the beauty industry, not only in South Africa, but also from a global perspective. And we look forward to seeing you back in our schools and our salons. Take care out there and be safe.